Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Breffney Early and you are listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the podcast. It's episode 162 and we have an action-packed half hour or so for you today. We'll be chatting to Dean Clancy ahead of his Irish bow in boxing next week in Bulgaria in Sofia. He'll be talking to us about his hopes for 2020, including that potential for being on that flight to Tokyo in the Olympics later in the year. Hugh Donnelly will be telling us all about how his first few months as the manager of Leitrim Ladies is going and the positive steps that they've taken over the last few months and before his time to be in a position to really compete this year in Division 4 and in the Intermediate Championship for Ladies Football. While Brian MacDonald will be telling us all about their table-topping win over Carberry last week for Manor Rangers and their Connacht Cup hopes which take centre stage this weekend on Sunday afternoon against Renmore of Galway. We'll be talking to all three of those gentlemen later on in the programme. First, I want to remind you about the Operation Transformation Walks taking place tomorrow morning in and around the county. There's one in Balnamore, one in Manor Hamilton and one in Carrick and Shannon. They all start around 11am with the registration open from around around 10.30 just before the events take place. All welcome please come along we had Trish Ford on the show last week we also listened to what we had to talk to her about on the what's on guide yesterday but it's the Bee Park in Manor Hamilton it is in the county council offices in Carrick and Shannon and also one in Balnamore as well uh, local information will tell you all about that but you can check it out on our, our website or on leitrimsports.ie in terms of the local sports partnership there is also a walk in Drumahair which is not quite the Operation Transformation Walk, but it's the exact same idea, just to get out and active. And that's from the new uh, facility there in Drumahair on Sunday afternoon at 1pm. So it's going to be a good social event and a good, nice opportunity to get out and get active over the weekend. There are some games going on as well in Gaelic games. Only one real fixture of note this weekend, and that is tomorrow at 12 noon in Mughal the last game in the Philly McGuinness Under-20 Cup, and it's quite fittingly being played in Philly McGuinness Park in Mughal. Leitrim take on Sligo after what is probably fair to say has been a very disappointing campaign. A heavy defeat last week to Longford. Uh, we'll see, I suppose, Leitrim complete their campaign, the third game in the competition, with a fixture of the visit of Sligo tomorrow and hopefully we can acquit ourselves slightly better than we did last week. That would be very much appreciated, despite the special circumstances, obviously, of, of players missing at both levels, senior and under 20, last weekend. Uh, so that game is at home in Leitrim at 12 noon tomorrow in Philly McGuinness Park. Well worth getting out to check out the, the stars of the future for the green and gold in that particular fixture. Uh, Also on Saturday, there are some soccer fixtures of note in the IT Sligo. Sligo Leitrim will be playing Mayo in the under-13 and under-15 Gainer Cup competitions. All the young female talent of the region will be playing in both of those fixtures. You might check those out as well if you're into soccer. Uh, Staying with soccer, some games on Sunday. We already mentioned the Connacht FA Cup uh, for junior sides across the province. Manor Rangers hosting Renmore, as we mentioned. We were going to be talking to Brian MacDonald about that later in the programme. But Carrick Town also in action at the same level of that competition. It's the third round and they face a trip to Clare Morris for what will be a fairly tough task 
for the, the freshmen of the league the first year back in for Carrick Town so they're facing a, a ch- trip to Clare Morris and they'll be hoping to join Manor Rangers if both teams come through their challenges at the weekend on uh, Sunday afternoon all those games at 2pm also looking forward to Sunday no fixture for Sligo in the AIL this weekend or as it happens for Carrick Rugby in Junior Rugby but Sligo do have a game in Junior 1A they host Westport in the, their uh, Junior 1A clash in Connacht. It's been a tough year for, for Sligo at that level and uh, they will be hosting Westport, hoping to maybe close the gap between themselves and the Mayo side at the foot of the bottom of the table. They're not quite on the bottom, there is one team below them, but uh, Westport in fifth, Sligo in seventh out of the eight teams. They'll be hoping just to remove themselves from that relegation consideration at all uh, as they progress through the season. Only a handful of games left at that level and they'll be looking to move up that particular competition. In terms of Monday, there's also one other fixture of note in Leitrim Sport, and that is in volleyball. And Drumshambo Vocational School, they face the challenge of Sutton Park School in Westmeath and Street in Westmeath on Monday in their semi-final in the Cadet A competition. Victory in that will see them into the final, which takes place very quickly thereafter, Wednesday afternoon in NUI Galway. And they'll face Elfin, uh, obviously a close enough rivals to them here in uh, either side of Carrick and Shannon you know Trumshambo and Elfin on the other side so uh, the final of that competition should they beat Sutton Park School on Monday takes place in Galway on Wednesday now that is pretty much all the news and updates still relatively quiet in terms of sport around the county but we will be having a quick chat with a few of the people we mentioned at the top of the show as well as later in the programme we will be announcing who our weekly candidates for the sports person of the month are no international action just yet that will change next week when dean clancy takes to the international stage uh, in sofia in bulgaria we'll be talking to him very shortly but there are some other candidates at both the national level and at the local level for our new awards system we'll hear more about that later in the show let's jump to dean and we'll have a conversation i had a conversation with him the other day let's hear how i got on with dean Now, before Christmas, we caught up with Dean Clancy, who was preparing for the National Elite Championships. He went on to win those boxing competition late in last year. Dean, welcome back to the programme. Cheers. How's things? Uh, thanks for having me back now. No problem at all. Listen, when we spoke to you last, it was just ahead of the Elite Championships. You went on to win that. Congratulations. Uh, Cheers. You did the whole thanks county and the club, Sean McDermott's Boxing Club in Manor Hamilton, uh, very proud. And it's been a busy Christmas period for you as well. You're back in action. You're getting ready for your next international foray. Tell us about uh, how life has been since we were talking to you last. Uh, yeah, life has been great now since uh, since I last spoke to you. I've been, has, I hasn't really had a break. Like I've been training ever since I won the Elite Championships back there and was it mid, mid-November, I'd say. Um, I was back up in Dublin full-time now in the, in the Sports Institute training with the current Olympic team. So I was training over Christmas as well now. Because um, I'm going to Strandja. It's a tournament in Bulgaria, Sofia, which is probably the biggest, uh, one of the biggest multi nations in the world for amateurs boxing. Uh, all the top countries in Europe will enter, including not only Europe, including USA, uh, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and all them countries. So, should be good. So this is an opportunity, really, for you to to showcase what you're all about before the Olympic qualifiers later this year. 
Yeah, definitely. This this uh, this tournament now will be a selection process uh, dictating who's going to get picked for these tournaments in London and Paris. So it's like a, it's a pre it's a pre Olympic tournament qualifier. Like. I suppose for people who might not be familiar with the structures of boxing, let's explain how it really works. Normally, what happens is the Irish champion is the is in the green singlet and he goes and represents Ireland at all these international competitions. But yep. there was a bit of a spanner thrown in the works this year when the the previous champion, Kurt Walker, also the European champion in your weight, didn't compete because of injury at the national championships. You won the national championships, which in yep. effect created this situation where there's two guys who haven't fought each other competing yeah. for that singlet. So this, this actually gives you the opportunity to both take part in the one competition and and it to be an open and transparent contest between the two of you for who's going to get the best results in the competition. Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity. So I'm going to grab both hands, like, and show my just to go out and perform. Really, show who, like we both have the opportunity to get picked for this tournament. So it's great now that we get a box off. So it's not just me in the same situation. So yeah, in terms of the actual day to day work that you're doing, uh, can you explain us explain to us maybe what what it looks like for a day up in the Sports Institute? Uh, basically, our day starts off. We get up we get up around half seven, weigh-in in the hotel rooms at eight, uh, get our breakfast in the Carlton Hotel, so it's great. We're, we're all staying up here. Anyone, anyone who's not living in Dublin, basically, um, they put us up in the hotel for free of charge, so that's great. Um, training starts at 10 every day, um, Tuesday to Fridays. Um, there's a pre pre warm up or like it's pre mobility work. It's uh, basically to warm up the body and prevent injuries before every session, 15 minutes before every session. And uh, each each week kind of switches between sparing, bag and pads, uh, track sessions, and strength and conditioning. So. Now, in my head, I have visions of Rocky in a refrigerator punching uh, big <laughs> slabs of meat or Million Dollar Baby yeah. where Hilary Swank is, is doing stuff in kind of in a back gym of where she's just literally given a, a bag to play with her by herself. It's a little bit different. Fair from, fair from a back gym. These, uh, the, the place where I'm training now is, is magnificent. Like, it's an unreal gym. It is a state-of-the-art equipment, like, and the, the, the strength conditioning area is unreal too, like. Yeah, it's no. an indoor track. I've had the pleasure of a tour actually from the, the director of the, the institute there, Liam Harbison. Uh, it's a good friend of mine and he, he showed me around a few years ago and like the the area is maybe five or six rings right beside each other where you can actually train yeah, in a proper environment. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. It's, it's unreal. It's great to be up there like. So in terms of local boxers, obviously, um, who else is maybe in the frame that we might be aware of? Like is Derval Rooney involved at the moment? Uh, no, she's not up here now at the moment. Hopefully, she'll be up here in the next few months or maybe next year. Uh, she's to win the LA championships, yeah. So hopefully, no. I see. So, Dean, what's the plan going into the the championships, which start next Monday in Sofia in Bulgaria? Uh, go out, perform, do my best, and uh, hopefully, bring back a medal to Ireland and fly go Leitrim. So, yeah. And hopefully, with that medal, possibly a spot in the Olympic qualification competitions yeah. in Paris and London later in the year. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. I know it's a full time schedule you have there in the uh, yeah. in the Institute of Sport, and really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us. The very best luck in Bulgaria. I'm Cheers. sure we'll be following your progress. Thanks a lot for that. No cheers. Hugh Donnelly, senior manager for Leitrim Ladies this year. Uh, what's it like being down in this, this neck of the woods? 
if you had an odd straight road it would help um, but no listen it's it's fine once you get to know the, the venues and that there's a that's grand listen um, as I say the clubs and the county board and everybody's been been mucking in so it's it's made an easy start for me and as my role as manager in terms of the county board it's been a struggle for the ladies football over the last couple of years just to field a team in fact two seasons ago it didn't happen at senior level in the county what made you apply for this role because it wasn't the most attractive job when it was advertised late last year well, firstly, I suppose um, whatever's happened prior to my arrival is is it's water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned. It's um, we're moving on from that. In relation to to your your latter part of the question, it's I suppose it's a bit of challenge, um, and I'm well aware. I, I've kept a close eye on ladies' football um, throughout Ireland, and but I'm well aware of the 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 potential that's in the drum. And it's a case of just maybe putting structures in place and and showing the gears that. Um, I suppose putting putting down proper. Um, facilities and training uh, methods and things like that so that there's buy-in from the girls so we got that and we are where we are it's uh, to date it's been absolutely brilliant the girls have bought into it and as I say the clubs and the county board and we've had massive support so listen it's it's, it's all going as, as well as we could you talked about buy-in from the clubs and just looking around some of the faces that train in today there's former all-stars coming back out of retirement there's young girls coming through out of maybe under 16 and minor teams uh, you really seem to have caught the imagination of this group of players well, as far as I'm concerned, um, if we're going to progress as a as a county, we're going to need all hands on deck, and that includes the younger generation uh, right through to to some of the older generation. Um, they all have their their part to play. Um, they all bring their own um, bit of uniqueness to training, and it's my job as a manager to try and uh, put all the pieces of the jigsaw together. Um, and and that's that's a great headache to have for me. So um, it's. We're carrying about 41, I think, at the minute, and it's going to take everyone to get through the league. Um, and the girls are working hard. There's competition for places, and, and to date, I can't fault them. It's, 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 been, it's made my uh, introduction into to Leitrim fairly, fairly handy. You know. In terms of having 41, I think someone said there's been no fewer than 38 at every single training session you've had this year. How do you keep that size of a panel interested as the year progresses? Um, it's look. I have I have Joe Cox with me um, as a team trainer. I do a lot of the training myself as well. So we tend to to split a lot of the stuff up and, and take a, a a look at, at players and and um, different games and and, and different uh, different scenarios. So um, they all get there. And I suppose with the challenge games, we've we've had what three challenge games to date, and an average of playing maybe 40, 45 minutes aside. So we get lots of lots of uh, girls get lots of football, and there's lots of of football being played and they get their opportunity so it's been fairly seamless and as I said the girls know there's competition there so they have to, to step up and step in and, and, and do their job because you know they know realistically that there's probably somebody else um, ready to come in in their place and that's the beauty about uh, carrying such a large panel uh, with probably a minimum of two for every position so the competition is there and, and maybe that's Maybe has what happened in previous years the competition wasn't there I'm not sure but look it's as I said it's made my job um fairly easy to date um, and there, you know, as I said their, their commitment there's girls travelling there's girls um, making sacrifices and, and that's what it's about and I think they realise that there is potential here to, um, for a successful year uh, and that's what we're trying to, to achieve you mentioned success and I suppose no team in Leitrim in recent years, probably in the last 10 years, has had the resources made available to it in terms of facilities, in terms of the quality of, of coaching staff that you've brought in, number of players. What would success look like in 2020 for Leitrim? What would be the targets that you've set for the, this group of players? I know it's probably an old cliche, but we are literally not looking any further than Derry. And um, 
that's just the mindset of, of, of that we have to install. We take one game at a time. It's about our performance. We have to, to look after it ourselves. Um, we have to, to put into practice what we've been doing at training. And um, it's about getting the performance together. Um, if all 20 or 22 players on the day perform, then the result will take care of itself. Uh, and I know it's a little cliche, but that's exactly what we're doing. It's it's one game at a time. It's one session at a time. It's it's trying to progress as, a, as an individual and collectively as a group and as a county. What's your own intention for the year ahead, though, in terms of your commitment? Is this a, a one year, let's get in and, and have success? Or is it you're here for a couple of years and see maybe push on to, to bigger and better things in terms of what's possible? Uh, look, listen, as far as I'm concerned, I'm here to, to do his job as, as long as I'm needed. Um, what we're trying to do, and as I said, with the back of the county board is... is put in um, a small bit of stability and reassurance that the structures are in place and there's a longer term goal. This, is, this isn't for me, certainly. It's not a, a short-term project. It's it's the bigger picture. Um, as I say, the structures have to be put in place um, even from the underage coming through. So they have now an idea of what's involved as senior intercounty football. And as I said, going back to, to the girls, you know, they're out doing their fundraising, they're out working, they're all doing their bits and pieces. And as I said, it's, it's going to take a collective effort to get across the line and, and that's... That's our product this year. And, and for me as manager, it literally is about one game at a time and one session at a time and, and getting the most out of the girls. And, and um, as I say, I only have access to them three years a week or whatever the case may be. So it's up to us to, to, to get the most out of the sessions, you know. Well, listen, the very best of luck in two weeks uh, in your game against Derry. No bother. Thank you very much. Now, last weekend, we were singing the praises of Manor Rangers as they toppled league champions Carberry 2-0 to really put the cat among the pigeons at the top of the Sligo Leitrim District Super League. I'm joined now by their midfield enforcer, Brian MacDonald. Brian, welcome to the show. Well, how are you, Breffney? It's good I'm, to be here now. I'm great. And yourself, you must be on cloud nine after the weekend. Yeah, like, it, it was brilliant because, you know, every year you, you target... Um, Carberry as your as your you know your biggest challenge and we were close a couple of other years you know we lost one nil in against them there a year or two ago I actually missed a penalty that day and we hit the post and I thought that's that was going to be as good as a chance to to beat them and then last year in the cup final we brought them to extra time and they pulled away from us and I was just there thinking we're never going to get across the line against them. But um, we have a good group of lads and we're training away well and we trained well over the Christmas period. And it's good to get it's good to get the results, you know. It's good to see things come together, you know. It's nice to really see the league open up at least. And even if it if still they, they progress to win the final or to, to win it out, it's still nice to have, the, have that crack and to keep the, the season prolonged. Manor have never won this before. And how much is that weighing on your mind as a group of players that it is a step further than any Manor Rangers team has ever gone in the past? Well, I, I you know, I, I, I don't think about it too much, to be honest. Um, I try to take every game as it comes. I suppose I'm kind of getting on a bit now in age and I'm around a while, so don't really think about it too much. It's just good to get out there. I always say to the lads, let's go out there. Let's be competitive. And to be competitive, we work hard. Anybody can have a bad day football and wise, but as long as we're out there working hard for each other and trying to be competitive, we'll always be there, thereabouts. But um, yeah, like like to me, Carberry are still hot favourites for it. Like we still have to play them again and we need to probably beat them again. And we still have to play Cartron twice and probably beat them twice as well. So it's still a huge task, but it gives us 
an opportunity. We still have an opportunity to push it to push it on and and go for it anyway. And that's all you want at this time of the year because usually at this time of the year for the last last couple of years, Carby nearly of the league, you know, it's sewn up. So it, it's great that it's open. It's great that it gives a couple of clubs a bit of motivation to push on hard. And even the clubs that are, are that are not in the running to win it, they'll probably be thinking, look, if Manor Hamilton can beat Carberry, why can we not? And it could, it could give them a bit of an incentive going up against them in the coming weeks as well. So hopefully it will push everybody on in the league a bit. In terms of going forward, I suppose, that was the league action this weekend. It's all about the Connacht Cup. You host yeah. Renmore, Galway side, yeah. 2pm Sunday in the B Park in Manor Hamilton. How, yeah. how good are Renmore going to be? Um, I, I presume they'll be a very technical side, you know, coming from Galway. So we'll have to kind of not give them too much room to play because I'm sure they're going to be very technical, get the ball down, want to move with little one-twos and pass and move. And that's that's what I'm expecting from them. So that's that's what we're that's what we're training for. So we 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 are we'll be expecting them to be very good technical side. We're hoping that maybe our physicality and our shape. And the way we can press very hard might unsettle them a bit, and especially at home after the long journey, they might like to see that physical side of things coming from a team. And we, we hope to get really stuck into them, especially in the first 10 or 15 minutes, to let them know that it's a real battle and turn it into a battle. And then when things kind of settle down a bit, maybe to, for us to express ourselves a bit after that then and try and get the ball moved down the channel or get the ball up to Robbie, who's been a big threat all year, you know. But at the start, we're going to be really in their faces, make it tough, make it a dog fight, try and break it down a bit, and then we'll see how it goes after the first 10 or 15 minutes. In terms at this level, how important is home advantage for games like this? Uh, it's massive because you're, you're, they're coming on a bus or whatever in cars. You're up early in the morning. You're not maybe eating right, you know, or preparing right. So it, it, it is massive. Like I, I, I'm not a big fan of the of the away trips. So to me, it's a it's a massive thing. Like I can get out of my bed, I can eat my breakfast, I can chill out for a while, you know, do my normal things. Where when you're traveling a couple of hours, you don't have that luxury. So I hope home games are are brilliant. And I love playing our games in the B Park anyway, no matter what game it is. So it's great to bring them out there. A lot of clubs don't like coming to the B Park. It's a fairly tight pitch. It's fairly small. And but I, I love getting teams out there. You know, it's great. And it's great to get these Galway teams down. It's it's a good occasion, you know. It's been a pretty busy year for Manor Hamilton last year in terms of success with the, the county championship coming home to Glencar Manor. Dean Clancy's had a great year with the boxing end of things. Yeah. Um, does that bring pressure or does it bring that kind of a, a reflected bounce from those other sports to a club like Manor Rangers? Well, the positive thing for the soccer with the Gaelic doing so well, like there's a few of us on, that play both sports so when we were away with um, with the Gaelic coming to championship final time and going into Connacht, other younger fellas had to step up and fill the fill the boots stuff for the boys that weren't missing. And the younger boys were brilliant, and other boys came in, and that was a huge thing for the club this year. That when we came back from the Gaelic, you weren't just walking into the team. You know, you had to train and do well, and maybe come on as a sub or two and fight for your place. And we kind of developed a squad, you know, so that was brilliant that way. And maybe then coming from winning something like the Gaelic, I know it's a different sport, but you have 
you always have an idea in your head that you want to be competitive all the time and that probably transfers over into every sport you play and it makes the trainings that bit more competitive you know when you have boys that are really competitive and want to win and it probably gets gets the most out of everybody so you know that's that would that be one of the positives I, I'd see about that you know what's been different about Manor Rangers this year compared to previous years you talked about coming so close in recent years whether it was the cup final or two years ago in terms of being able to actually really finish those games off against Carberry because you were 2-0 up after about 55-52 minutes uh, yeah. before the hour mark and yeah you and you find in, in soccer in particular, for whatever reason, the, the favourites of the strong team always come back, but you managed to hold on this time. What's different about Manor Rangers this year than previous years? It, it, it's funny because um, when, when we scored, you know, nobody got excited or anything. You could feel it on the field that everybody was just like, there was no mad celebrations when we went one to up. We just got back and everybody was talking to each other and was like, back into our system. We're not changing from the game plan. And I think that was a huge thing that everybody knew exactly what our game plan was for the day and nobody kind of wavered from that. Nobody tried to do anything silly or be getting caught out of positions or like when the fullbacks got up the field or somebody, we always had somebody stepping in to replace them positions. So we always left ourselves very solid at the back. We didn't want to get caught on any counter-attack. And then we knew we had plenty of pace in the team like with Robbie up front and we had myself driving from centre midfield and Paddy Wolf on the left. And I, you know, we, we had loads of boys that were able to hit teams on the counter-attack. So we played to that very well. And boys were just really tuned in of our game plan and just stuck to it. There was no panicking. Nobody got excited when we went one the up, two the up, and we just stick to, stuck to the game plan. It was good. Like, it was a nice feeling on the field that you could feel it, that nobody was getting carried away at themselves, you know, just let's get it done. Even with five minutes to go and the game was probably over, boys were just like, get into your shape, get the job done. Now, on the show here, we have launched, as you know, uh, a Sports Person of the Year Award and there are no fewer than three nominations this week from uh, Manor Rangers. Uh, you're one of the names that are on the list, Robbie Cunningham, another that you mentioned already who's been amongst the goals big time this season, and young Jack Kelly on the under-13 side, captain of the team that went to uh, the Ulster Cup Regional Cup and uh, with Sligo Leitrim and took home the trophy. Yeah, yeah and I think I think Jack scored a couple of... They had a league game, I think, tonight, uh, the Manor Rangers team, and I think Jack scored a couple of goals in that. i seen it there on Facebook earlier, so he's flying in that still as well, so he's... So I know it's great to be nominated and it's great to see the other boys nominated. Robbie's been flying since he's been around. He's a real handful for, for players up front, up front. He's strong, he's fast and he's very skillful. So it, it's great to see um, their efforts being recognised a bit. So it's brilliant, brilliant news, yeah. Excellent. Well, listen, Brian, thanks very much for joining us. I'm going to let you go. The very best look at, at the game on Sunday. Hoping to get along to it myself. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock in the B Park, your host as Manor Rangers, you're hosting Renmore of Galway in the Connacht Cup. It would be nice to get a, a good provincial cup run to go with the fantastic league form this year. Definitely. Thanks, Prefnick. No problem at all. Talk to you soon. Chat to you later. Bye. Now, as we mentioned, we did launch a Sports Person of the Month award here on the channel. And each week, as the month progresses, we will be adding more names to our nomination list. We started last week, uh, and we have six more names to go on that list who will be in the, the frame at the end of the month. There will be a public vote. 
Uh, details are all on our website. If you want to click on the awards section of LeitrimDaily.com, you'll find out all the information about when the voting opens, when it closes. It's only going to be open for a short, maybe two or three day window at the start of February, once January has completed. Obviously, that's when February happens. And uh, we will be adding three more names to both the national and the local section of the competition this particular week. And in the national section, we've taken three athletes who have done exceptionally well this week in terms of success at a a national level. And the first two up are kind of linked. We've nominated them separately, but they are linked. And the first one is Jack Kelly of Manor Rangers. And he was captain of the Sligo Leitrim under 13 side that won the Ulster Regional Competition uh, at under-13 level in soccer. He has just recently signed for Sligo Rovers and will be signing for them as the the 2020 season starts at under-13 level. So uh, congratulations to Jack on that, but also captain of that side last week, and he is nominated as one of this week's National Sportsperson of the Month nominees. While Peter Moran of Carrick Town, also on that team, amongst the goals in that victory, uh, the other day against Cavan Monaghan, uh, 3-2 victory in, in the end over last weekend. And Peter Moore of Carrick Town is also nominated, joins that list at national level. And the final one, a female, thankfully, a couple of extra ladies to bring to the equation. That's Alana McGuinness of Carrick Athletic Club, but from Mohol. And she had a fabulous result at the indoor uh, national league last week in athletics, uh, finishing with the fifth fastest time of all of the girls in her event at senior level uh, that's the 60 meters indoors uh, fantastic time her second best time ever not quite a pb but very very close but really in the shape of things and in the frame uh, going forward in those sprint categories at national level so obviously she also won the underage athlete of the year award at the leitrim sports awards last year so no stranger to this kind of recognition and alana will join that list as well at local level, we are staying with soccer. Unfortunately, not a whole pile to talk about in Gaelic games at the moment, but three soccer nominations from last weekend. The first one up is Brian MacDonald, a playmaker with Manor Rangers, and their fantastic top-of-the-table victory over Carberry last week has really propelled them back into the title hunt in the Sligo Leitrim Super League race for 2020. 19-2020 season uh, they were hoping to stay in touch by not losing to Carberry but they actually came out and scored uh, two fantastic second half goals one of them set up by Brian McDonald actually in fact both of them indirectly set up by Brian McDonald he had an assist for the first goal uh, and then he managed to put Robbie Cunningham through and his deflected effort found the net for 2-0 in early in the second half of that particular game and both of those individuals are both nominated for the sports awards this month. Robbie Cunningham, top scorer across the entire Sligo Leitrim League so far this season. Not technically on the score sheet last week, but it was his effort that was deflected in for that insurance second goal in the Manor Rangers victory over Carberry last weekend. So both gentlemen, Brian MacDonald and Robbie Cunningham, they're both on the list for the local sports person of the month award. The final person on the list this week, also from the sport of soccer, is Shane Byrne of Carrick Town. Two goals last week in that 4-3 victory and they uh, back to winning ways and it's their first season in the league and he joins his teammate Sean Hayden who was nominated last week to fill, fill out this week's nominations. Don't forget if someone you know uh, be it in your club or on your team or even in your family or your neighbourhood has done something impressive from under 12s, under 13s the whole way up to senior 
whatever the sport it might happen to be we want to hear about it there is a nomination form on our website please get on there nominate someone who you think deserves the recognition for their fantastic achievements whether it's in the singlet or the jersey of ireland right down to whatever town land they might be representing no matter how small you think it is if they've done something spectacular we want to know about it we want to recognize their achievements so that is check out leitrimdaily.com you'll click on awards and there is a nomination form there to let us know all about that person who has done something spectacular And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A massive thank you to Dean, Hugh and Brian for having those conversations with me earlier in the week and the very best of luck to them in their exploits in Sofia, in the Bee Park in Manor Hamilton and, of course, in Derry next weekend when the ladies take to the field for the first time under Hugh this season. We will be back on Monday with a roundup of all of the sports action of the weekend. And also tomorrow, we'll be taking a look at the general election and everything that's involved in that with Pascal Mooney here on A Current Affair on Leitrim Daily. Ivan Breffney Early, thank you so much for listening to me for the last half hour or so. And I hope you're well up to speed with everything that's going on in the world of sport. Don't forget to nominate your favourite person this weekend for their achievements on the sporting fields or courts, if it's the volleyball on Monday, in terms of what's going on around the county. We want to hear about it. LeitrimDaily.com forward slash awards. And if you check out our website, you'll find it all there. Please put in your nominations. We want to recognise the fantastic achievements of some of our local and national and international athletes every week and obviously then every month uh, an award on the show. I will be talking to you tomorrow and we'll be back again with sport on Monday. Talk to you then.